What's up, Renewal? What's up, y'all? Hey, I second that video. I love me some Renewal too, man. So, um, I'm Tony Dentman. I work with the young adults and the college students at the church. Um, first, I want to thank the pastors and the leadership of the church for even allowing me to get up here and share my love for Christ. Secondly, I want to thank y'all. Me and my wife, we showed up here a year ago, and man, it's evident that, man, there's some people in this church that really do own it. You guys really do love the bride, and you guys are building this church, and man, I just thank y'all for even having a church for us to show up to, uh, and it's a blessing to our hearts. But also, I want to thank y'all for being our friends. We packed up our bags. We came up here. We was like, man, we're going to a cold place, but we don't know no people up there. Um, man, we know a lot of people. I mean, we know y'all. Y'all are family and our friends, so I appreciate y'all from the bottom of my heart. And I thank y'all for that. As we talk about friends, I want to share a story with y'all. It'll set up the intro for where we're going today. I got a good old friend named Tazar Putra. Cool dude, y'all. About 5'5". Five, five, from Indonesia. Coolest dude you're going to meet. He can build a relationship with anybody. Uh, he was born in Indonesia. He was a great tennis athlete. And in 2004, in Indonesia, and one of the greatest natural disasters in the, in the world uh, happened. A tsunami hit. And dude, it killed over 200,000 people to 300. And they still don't know the exact number to this day. But I'm talking about all of Asia um, was hit by this tsunami. They packed their bags up and they came to good old United States of America where everything is safe and sound. In 2005, a year later, uh, they're in New Orleans and Hurricane Katrina came. And dude, they evacuated and made it to good old Tennessee, Memphis, Tennessee. He shows up to the university still playing tennis. And he's sitting down with his uh, tennis coach, and his tennis coach shares a story with him, a story that's going to change his life. It was the story of Jesus Christ and how God loved him so much. And Tazor is sharing this with me. He said, hey, man, one thing I learned over this time is that, man, God really demands my heart, and he'll do anything to get it. He flipped the oceans and the seas upside down to draw me near to him. Um, and that, that was like crazy for me. Cause if you meet this guy, this dude on fire for Jesus. Like he's serious about him from Jesus. You know, we like sophomores in public school. We ain't even at Moody and he up there memorizing Greek and stuff. It's like, man, he say, <laughs> I want to know everything about this guy. He also shared something else with me that was really helpful. Um, he shared something really cool. I love monkeys y'all. Like some people grow up in the hood. They want their little um, pit bulls and, and all the good stuff. You got people who love their cats. Maybe people got the little goldfish, you know. I want a monkey. Um, and he shared a story about me in Indonesia. Monkey brains is a delicacy. Like, it's like steak and lobster over there, you know. As he's sharing the story, I'm like throwing up a little bit in my mouth, you know. It's like <laughs> monkey brains. Like, come on, dude. He's like, oh, it's the easiest thing to catch in the world. It's like, man, it's the easiest thing. He's like, all you got to do is get a little container, you know, tie it to a tree or get it somewhere secure. So as if, if it was like a chain connected to this. Get a little container, put some nuts inside of it. Crucial, they have to see you put the nuts inside of it. They have to see because they're so curious. They want to know what's inside of there. You put it in there and just make it the right size. Because once they put their hand in there and they grab the nuts, they can't get their hand out. So they got to make a decision. Are they going to let go and never find out what was inside? Or they're going to try to keep trying to get, get, get their hand out. As they're struggling to get their hand out because they ain't going to let go, the hunter come across. Chop off their head, y'all, man. Just monkey brains right there. Meal for everybody, y'all. Um, I'm setting it up. If the monkey only knew of the trap, if it only knew how to avoid that trap, the monkey would have been okay. In 2018, man, there's some traps that set up for every last one of us. 
And if we like that monkey and we don't know how to survive or how to be strategic to get around those traps, we're just going to get caught in a sense. So today we're going to talk about five tips to avoid the traps of 2018. Can you flip to Genesis 3 with me today? It only makes sense that if we're going to talk about um, the beginning of the year, let's go to the beginning of the Bible, you know, learn from their mistakes, you know, I learn from what our Lord had to say. So Genesis 3. So those who are able, when you get the verse, please stand. This is the word of God. Now the servant was more crafty than any other beast of the field that the Lord God has made. He said to the woman, did God actually say, you shall not eat of any tree in the garden? And the woman said to the servant, we may eat of the fruit of the trees in the garden, but God said, you shall not eat of the fruit of the tree that is in the midst of the garden, neither shall you touch it, lest you should die. But the servant said to the woman, you will not surely die. For God knows that when you eat of this, your eyes will be open and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. So when the woman saw that the tree was good for food and that it was a delight to the eye and that the tree was to be desired to make one wise, she took of its fruit and ate. And she also gave some to her husband who was with her and he ate. And then the eyes of both of them were open and they knew that they were naked and they sewed fig leaves together to make themselves some loincloth. And then they heard the sound of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day, and the man and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God amongst the trees in the garden. But God, the Lord God, called to the man and said, where are you? And he said, I heard the sound of you in the garden, and I was afraid because I was naked, and I hid myself. And he said, who told you that you were naked? Have you eaten of the tree in which I've commanded you not? The man said, the woman to whom you have gave me, she gave me fruit of the tree and I ate. Then the Lord God said to the woman, what have you done? This is the word of God. And before considering it, let us pray. Dear God, we just come to you today. God, just thanking you for this love letter that we get to read. God, we thank you for your love and expressing it through dying on the cross for our sin. And God, we pray that you speak through me and even speak to me as we search through your scripture to learn more about you, but ultimately learn more about ourselves. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So I'm just going to give a little, little context. So we're in the third chapter of the Bible, two chapters before that. God created everything. He made it good. Did it in six days. Relaxed on the seventh day. Made Adam um, in his image. Adam looked lonely. Made him a beautiful woman. Made everything better. It's like, man, everything just kept getting better. You know what I'm saying? Um, he said, hey, all this garden is yours. Don't eat from that tree over there. Everything else is yours. What they do, they get tempted by the, uh, the snake. And then there's the devil. Um, and they eat from the tree that they weren't supposed to eat from. And that's where we ended up at. I like Discovery Channel. I love Discovery Channel. I just like learning new stuff, you know, pointless new stuff half the time. But Discovery Channel, man, and even in the little books that you read as a little kid, they always show their little fruit as an apple, y'all. I always wrestle with that, even as a little kid. It's like, man, I don't even like apple. Like, why would Adam and Eve be tempted by apple? You know what I'm saying? 
And then I'll just keep searching through life, and I got this. Pull out your notebooks. I'm about to give y'all some groundbreaking news right now, y'all. I'm telling y'all, this is, this is fresh off press right here. This is going to change your life forever. I know exactly what it was, y'all. I know the fruit. It was a pineapple, y'all, man. <laughs> like, literally, them mugs are so sweet and juicy if you get it right, y'all, man. It will change your life, man. That's the only thing <laughs> that I would say, hey, it's worth probably, dog, um, making a mistake, if you know what I mean. But... The five traps we're going to talk about today, the first one I like to kick it off, that we need to understand that we're made in the image of God. Like, remember that you are an image bearer of the God most high. Um, so so when, we, when you think about it, it's like, man, you made an image of God. That's cool. But animals wasn't made an image of God. Like, um, buildings wasn't made an image of God. There's something uniquely about that. And this right here is the foundation of why we exist. Like, this is your purpose. Literally being made an image of God is the most important thing that we need to understand as people. We were created just to reflect God. You are a reflection of God. The highest being known to anything, you reflect him. It's like that mirror right there. You say, man, my, my boy Z up in her front. You see yourself? You see yourself? <laughs> that is a reflection right there. But we're not God because that was a reflection of Z. It's like when I look at her, that's a reflection of me. Like this is me. My hand, that's Tony. You know what I'm saying? Like this right here, that's not Tony. But it's a reflection. It's like, man, when you look at it, you... You see what Tony's like. Something happened when they ate that fruit. That man, their reflection, it got scarred. And that's what we see right here. It's like, man. So when I look at this, I see myself, but I don't see myself clearly. It's like, I, I don't even know who I am completely when I look at myself in this broken image. And the neat thing about what, when we think about the picture of Christ, he came to redeem all of that. Like he brought back to the original, this original thing right here, this sanctification process of those who truly do repent and believe in Jesus Christ, Man, we're being restored back to this. And one of the crucial ways to go about doing that is reading your Bible in 2018. That, man, that love letter, that Bible that God has sent you is a picture. It's a, it's a, it lets you see what he's like, but also as you study that, you really know what you're really like. It can guide you through life because it, you are reflection. You're created for reflecting. So he's like, man, what is the reflection? It's, it's multiple things. like, man, God is creator. We see that in Genesis 1. You reflect that. We are creators. First thing he told them, go, go be fruitful and multiply. Go create some stuff. You know what I'm saying? Um, rule. It's like, man, go, you have dominion over the earth. God said, hey, that, that's you. What happened right here is like, man, you let the animals persuade the, the woman that I created and the woman persuade the man that I created. That's the reverse order of how God created things. Like, man, you supposed to represent me. You in control of this. Shouldn't no snake be out here tricking you. You supposed to be tricking a snake, if anything, you know. But also something deeper than that, man, there's a, there's a soul to it too. That God created our souls to be be yoked to him. Um, that, man, we long for that relationship. Every last one of us want relationship. They say in America, one of the, the greatest things, man, we're the loneliest people and depressed people in the world. We all were created for a relationship. That's why they're doing a the study. Ain't nobody, man, all my life I desired a relationship. Every last one of us, y'all. I mean, whether I wanted my daddy to love me more, whether I wanted my mama to love me more, whether I wanted my wife to love me more, it's like, it's, that's all relational right there, you guys. Uh, that's, that's created because of your reflection of the creator, um, and it's all relational, guy. Um, that sets up for, for this, the next point, that if Satan is going to tempt you, he's going to tr- try to tempt you and set up a trap to destroy the most important thing that exists, and that's your relationship with God. And he's going to be coming out in every last one of us because of we live in a world that we're redeeming this broken image Man, we all got certain lies in our life. We all a little different, you know. We got certain things in our life that, man, we all struggle with. Uh, some of y'all might be struggling with drugs and stuff like that. It's like, man, 
you need to set up barriers and railroads in your life that is going to keep you on track with the Lord. Um, in 2018, we need to be people to set up personal convictions to fight temptations in our life. So if you struggle with drugs or alcohol and stuff like that, you're hanging out at Bora Louis at midnight, you're not resisting the devil. You know what I'm saying? If that's your struggle. Some people can never doggone have no struggle with alcohol. They can hang out with Boy Louis all day long. You know what I'm saying? But if that's yours, then you don't need to be on there. If you struggle with man, you struggle with the fact that, man, God has made you beautiful and wonderfully made, and you struggle with just insecurities of a body image, scrolling down on Instagram for 12 hours a day, man, that just ain't the best place for you to be. You know what I'm saying? Like, because that's, the, that's lies that Satan is going to use to get you off track and start believing other things. He came up to the scene with Adam and Eve. And the first thing he say, he say, he say, did God actually say, like, man, did God actually say you can't have another drink? You know, did God actually say to y'all, we can't kiss before we get married? You know, it's like, it's like, he, he, he's, he's just asking questions to get you to start doubting. You know, um, man, we have to be people who truly know what God actually said, but also be people who truly do set up railroads and barriers in our life to help us stay um, faithful to the Lord because of man. Satan is a lion roaring around seeking to destroy every last one of us. And dude, paying your bills, yeah, he don't really care too much about that. Um, we, we give him too much credit in that category. It's like, oh man, Lord, Satan after my bills right now. It's like, oh, maybe, I don't know. One thing I know he is after of is your relationship with God. And we got to guard that in 2018. So um, as I go forward and just thinking about just me personally, man, this third one just hit home more than anything. Man, I, I hide. Like, like seriously. I, I seen it before I became a Christian. I seen it after I became a Christian. That I just, I deal with a lot of image management. I mean, maybe I grew up in the South and that's what we do, you know. But I just put on this facade that I'm something better than I really am. That I'm, I'm holier than I really am. Before I was a Christian, I mean, I was like, we used to walk to the bus stop. We walked about six blocks. You know, it would be beep, 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 beep. Cuss words. Then I get up to the... Um, the Catholic Church bus stop, and dude, your boy don't say nothing bad because I'm on holy ground. You know what I mean? I mean, a priest might come out and do. I'm cussing. It's like, man, I look like a heathen out here. So I clean up around that. I remember um, my freshman year, I show up to college, and I grew up in the church. My mother, she took us to church when I was a church baby. I get to college, man, I'm free. Man, I'm wilding out, y'all, my first semester, living like a, a hellion. And the, the college minister came into my room, and I cleaned up. Like, man, I read the Bible, I pray at nighttime. So I was like, I was putting on this little, this little fake picture of who I truly was. I'm around Christian people. We all do that, y'all, man. It's a natural instinct. And, man, in 2018, we got to be people who truly do cling to work. God said, man, if you confess your sins, you will be healed. If you be honest about who you are and where you stand, that's the only way to go for it. Um, so when I think about, man, being loved, the only way to truly be loved I mean, this is, this is real. The only way for somebody to truly love Tony Deming is for me to reveal more about who I am to them. And they got to choose because love is kind of like a verb more than a noun. It's like they got to choose to continue to love them with more data that I give them. Um, when it comes to your relationship with God, you got to give it to him. Ironic thing is he already know. So if anybody you can do that with, it's the dude who know all the good stuff. You know what I'm saying? And the bad stuff. So I challenge us in 2018 to be people who truly do. Um, we just reveal our true selves. Uh, to God and even each other. So, um, you know, in small group, because we, we, we joined the small groups this week, you know, uh, go in. Start from day one. Sometimes I meet people, I, I go negative first. I even get them a worse picture of who I am so they get better over time, you know. So um, <laughs> let's be honest with who we truly are. 
Adam and Eve were sitting in the garden, um, and the fig leaves, that's a picture of them just putting on this, these pictures of what they are. I was, I was thinking, man, once I became a Christian, I'll, I'll sin on Sunday, I will Saturday more than anything, and show up to church on Sunday. Um, I'll sin on Tuesday and then feel like, hey, man, I got to, I got to do better. So I'll go out and share the gospel, you know, man, make myself feel better and make myself look better for God. Uh, those are just fig leaves, man, covering up the shame and the guilt that existed for the first time in mankind. Um, so let's get away with that. But also I ran. That's the fourth one. You hide from God. Um, we got to come out and we got to return to our first love. They say Adam and Eve hid from God. I don't want to dig too deep in y'all life and get too personal. But, man, when I sin, I don't want to be around nobody, y'all. I, I instantly go to isolation. Like, like, even when I sin against my wife, I don't even want to be around her. You know what I'm saying? Like, like I want to run and I want to hide. And that's what they did in the beginning of creation. Adam and Eve and them ran. Makes no sense. God created the garden. He created them like he don't know where they at. But he asked a weird question. God say, where are you? That blows my mind. Like, I'm the dude who be reading the Bible, like, confused. But like, God, you know where they at. Like, why are you asking? It's a garden. It ain't like we're talking about Indonesia and the United States right now. We're talking about a little garden you just made. You know, like, we're in one little neighborhood right now. Uh, you don't know where they at? Stop playing. It connects, to a, it connects to a story in my own life. 14 years old, y'all. Man, I'm a man at 14. You hear that teen at the end, you know, 14. Uh, and... Man, every time we go to the store, I got four sisters, um, my mama, and I get in there, and I'm always the only boy, only man, you know. And we go to the stores. Northwest Plaza was the mall I like to go to. Because at Northwest Plaza on the first level, the whole, like, level one was an arcade, y'all. Like, all the good games, boy, all the good games. But then they had, like, more shoe stores than any mall, I felt. And I loved Jays back then and Air Force Ones, because you know your boy from St. Louis, you know, man. We in the... We get to the mall, and every time they get there, they always got to use the restroom. It's like, we ain't even got nowhere yet. Like, why you even think about it before you leave the house? My wife still do that. We'll go for a run when I was training for the marathon, and we'll get doggone one block down since I got to use the restroom. I'm like, oh, my gosh. I don't know if it's a woman thing or not. They get, to the, they get to the restaurant. I mean, we get to the mall. They go into the restroom, and I'm like, man, forget this. I'm 14. I'm a man now. You know what I'm saying? Y'all do you. I'm going to do what I do. I walk off. Go check out Foot Locker. Go check out Champs. Uh, go check out Finish Line. Because I'm a man. I ain't got no money, but I can window shop. You know what I'm saying? And then I go down to the arcade and play me some Street Fighter. I got some Pac-Man, you know, um, my two quarters. And then I get a, I hear the announcement. Hey, Tony Demi, please report to the informational desk. I ain't done with my game yet. I've been waiting on y'all all my life. Y'all can wait on me till I finish my game. Because I'm 14 years old and I'm a man. You know what I'm saying? So I finish my game. I get us an informational desk, nobody there. Okay. I wait around, you know, I've been waiting all my life, I wait a few more minutes. Man, about an hour go back, like, man, where they at? Like, where they go? Make a phone call home, ain't nobody pick up, like, oh, shoot. And then I see my friend get a ride home, I run into my mama, like, what happened? She's like, Tony, you left us. We called for you, you didn't come, so we left you. I'm like, dang, I'm just a boy, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, like, what the stuff? Like, y'all left me. I'm just 14 years old, y'all left me at the mall by myself. God is not like my mama. God is not like my mama. He did not leave us in the mall. 
that when we got in trouble, when we sinned against him, when we turned our back on him, he came after them. And where are you, Lily, may be one of the most loving questions in the Bible. That he came to them like, where are He's giving them an opportunity to come back. He's, give, he's searching for them and seeking them. And he's doing that to you. He did it to me all my life. He did it to Tazar. And like Tazar said, man, he will flip the oceans upside down to find you, uh, to draw you near to him. So um, let's be people who come clean. Let's be people who really be people of repentance in 2018. Like, like just come clean. It is what it is. Um, come back to God. Come back to your first love. And even to double click on that, later on in um, chapter 3, we see a picture of God actually coming to Adam and Eve. And they say, man, he already brought uh, animal skin clothing for them to wear. So they walk around these fig leaves, poison ivy all over them. And God brought them some lamb skin. He brought them some animal skin. And man, they say that's a picture of God already making a sacrifice necessary for them. Man, that's a picture of God sacrificing the lamb that's going to come um, himself um, for them. That man, that God loved them so much. He did everything necessary before he even asked them where they was at. Um, and God is doing it to you. He just wants you to come back to me because every relationship is built off of trust. And do as you come clean, y'all only go deeper and deeper. Um, so don't miss that. And my last and final one is, man, we just got to reevaluate our relationship with God. Um, some of y'all is like, man, I came out of womb a Christian. You know, I grew up in a church. Uh, I've been loving Jesus since day one. Some of y'all just became a Christian a year ago. Uh, some of y'all not even sure if you're a Christian. But I would say, if we're created in the image of God, and that's the most important reason that we exist and that's who we are, and I would say, man, we need to reevaluate this relationship. He's like, Tony, man, what do we reevaluate? Because the Bible says so. Second uh, Corinthians say, hey, man, let's pull it up. Examine yourself to see whether you are in the faith. Test yourself. Or do you not realize that about yourself that Christ Jesus is in you, unless indeed you fail the test? I got a little illustration that really just paints a picture of that. But before we go into this illustration, I don't want y'all walking out here telling you, say, do this, do that, do this. I want us to understand that, man, we were created by a holy God who loved us. And when we turned our back, if, if any one of us was having a need, we would have did the same thing. We would have turned our back on God and God put on human clothes, he put on human skin, he put on a human body, got into this mess, lived a perfect life so that we can have a relationship with him. He died for me. Like, and literally, and if I was there, I would have been one of the people nailing to the tree because I'm sinful at the core. And dude, man, that's an amazing love story right there. But hey, killing y'all on this Jesus stuff, you know. Um, so I'm gonna flip it outside just every relationship because sometimes it just needs to be simplified. Every last one of us desire relationship um, so I got a little illustration. I'm going to go just relationships, and then we'll come back to the Jesus app. Um, so every relationship starts with a stranger. Some of y'all cats, I don't know. Kind of family. <laughs> What's your name, homeboy? Jake. Jake. I don't know my boy Jake. We're going to know each other before the service over with because that's what we do around here. But I don't know Jake right now. Jake asked me for $1,000, y'all. Sorry, my brother. You cool, dude. You look trustworthy. But I don't know. Y'all know what you're going to do with $1,000. I don't know if I'm going to see you next Sunday. I don't know if I'm going to get my money back. But my boy Dan, he my friend, you know, he goes to the next level. I trust him a little bit more, you know. He asked for a thousand dollars, I might let him borrow it. You know what I'm saying? I mean, at least we, it's a progress in the relationship. So strangers you don't trust, you don't know, you don't, you, you, there's no information, no data for you to make a decision. 
Friends is somebody say, hey, man, we, we got a common bond. We go to church together. We hang out. We like the same sports. We, it, we growing together. You know, we spend some time together. We talk a little bit. Uh, we cool peeps. And then you got couples, you know. That's when you, you know, write the little letter to your little boo thing, say, hey, will you be my girl, you know. It's saying, hey, I like you more than I like other people. Um, so it's a progress. It's moving forward. Um, you see I'm going Facebook official. It's complicated, but we together, you know. Um, it's, I'm, putting, I'm putting my money where my mouth at. They go on dates. They spend a little more time together. Um, engagement. That's when it get real. You're about 75% in. You actually do put... <laughs> That's what I mean. You actually do put um, your money right about that. You buy a ring. It's like, man, you, you, you saved up for it. You thought about this. You planning for the future. Um, you see them on Facebook. They, they always together. You know, um, they, they together. Where, where's somebody engaged right now in the room? Naye, I see y'all. A little cute little couple. Cute little couple. Like, like they, they, they really serious about this. Me and my wife, who was engaged, we broke it off at some point. It was like, Two weeks after I proposed, I feel, you know, it might have been the same week. <laughs> she wasn't ready. So uh, we broke it off. But we was engaged. That was, we 75%. Because engagement is not, not 100%. Marriage is 100%. Marriage is saying, man, I'm 100% without a doubt committed to you. And whatever you bring to the table, that's what, that's, that's what it is because that's my problem now. Um, I love you with my all. Um, there's no doubt. I'm saying no to everybody else for the rest of my life. Um, that's marriage. The government view you as one. Um, God view you as one. We view each other as one. You take on the last name. Um, it was a cute, cute little, um, little illustration. My wife had me watching all the chick flicks in the world, y'all. Um, anybody watch Gossip Girls? Anybody? Anybody watch some Gossip Girls? All white girls, you know what I'm But not supposed to say that. I was actually prepped not to say that, but I love Gossip Girls now, you know what I'm saying? Uh, I was watching Gossip Girls and it was an episode. So on Gossip Girls, it's a couple. They've been dating, they've been liking each other and all this stuff. And dude, they were in a room and a fight break out and a dude actually pushed this dude out the window and the dude died. And the next scene, the next scene, they got married. The, so it's three people in the room, boyfriend, girlfriend, dude fighting, push him out the window. Next scene, they got married. Why do you guys get married? Like, that's the weirdest thing in the world. You got way more problems than this. And then you learn more as you watch, finish watching that episode that husband and wives can't testify against each other. She was in a room. He was in a room. The only person really know what happened is the dead dude. It's like, man, the government viewed them as one. It's like, man, that is, that is a picture of, man, once you get married to God, literally, you are one. Um, that, you can't testify against yourself. Um, and that's what God is saying, man, once I bring it to the level. But I got to the God stuff earlier than I wanted to. But let's flip it all the way now. So you got strangers. Strangers are really atheists. That's the dudes who say, man, I don't really know God. I don't want nothing to do with him. He asking for my heart. Forget that. I don't know him enough. I ain't got enough data. Boyfriend and girlfriend, well, friends is like, hey. So stranger, friends. Friends is like, hey, me and God cool. Muhammad cool. Buddha cool. Like, all the Hindu gods, they cool with me. Jesus, that's my dude. You know what I mean? Like, everybody cool, you know? And then you got boyfriend, girlfriend. This is the person like, hey, I grew up in the church, you know? I go to church. You catch me on the dates with God. Um, check out my Facebook. For God so loved the world, he sent his only begotten son. I'm public about this. I'm not ashamed of my relationship. Um, but it's only really 50%. 
time will tell. You know what I'm saying? There's a lot of people show up to college, Christian. Next thing you know, when they graduate, they hate God. So it's like boyfriend, girlfriend type stuff. Um, how many of y'all, how many of y'all still dating the first person that you ever, like your first boyfriend or girlfriend? Raise your hand. That's cute right there, boy. The person engaged. I got a good story, baby. Yeah, I got a good story. Because most of us don't even stick around to the first person we start dating. Because time will tell. Um, engagement. That's real. Like, engagement's like, dude, I put my money on my outfit, so I thought about this. Um, you check them on Facebook, they serious about God. They actually put their Bible picture of them highlighting on there. You know what I'm saying? Like, they serious about God. Um, engagement's like, I got baptized. Uh, engagement, I do the altar call. I take communion. I pay my tithes because this is part of our relationship. I want to develop our relationship, and that's where I'm going with it. Marriage is like, hey, man, my heart is 100% in it. I ain't perfect. I ain't the perfect spouse, but, dude, I'm not thinking about getting out of this, and I'm doing everything. I'm repenting. I'm confessing, but I'm trying to move forward. Um, that, that when I think about God, man, we won. And I don't want to sin to break his heart because it breaks my heart. Um, when God think about me, we won. But it's, it's something unique about the, the, I got one more, one more picture. I'm going I'm to finish it with that, the difference between engagement and marriage. So your boy got game, y'all. Like, for real. Like, I got game, y'all. I'm proud of myself for that. Uh, so me and, Denny, me and Jenny dated forever, y'all. Forever. Six years. Like, before I even proposed, six years. So I'm, I was like, I got, I've been thinking about this for a long time, so I got to do it right. But it's something about her. I can never surprise her. I can never, like, it's like, that's one thing I just don't like about our relationship. She, she know everything. I can't buy her nothing. She, somehow she just find out. I don't know if I ain't good at holding secrets or what, but she always find out. This is mess up the whole surprise. It gets to the point now, like Valentine's Day, I'll say, you just go ahead and order it. What's the point, you know? Um, so... She in New York getting her masters. I come in my birthday weekend, you know, and I fly up there and she knows something up, you know. I'm like, hey, nothing is up. I'm not proposing. We leaving her um, apartment beforehand. I told her, hey, get some, get some nice outfits and everything. We're going to do a little photo shoot. I hate taking pictures. So I guess that's a little curveball right there. I hate taking pictures, y'all. Um, but I say, hey, we're going to do a little photo shoot in um, Central Park. So get some, get some outfits. We're going to do it right. We come down her hotel, um, well, her um, condo stairs, nice little limo, stretch limo out there. She's like, dang, we got a limo. It's like, girl, I'm broke. You know, we ain't got no limo. <laughs> and then we walk the opposite way of the limo. And then we make a U-turn. It's like, oh, yeah, I did get a limo, you know. <laughs> we get in the limo, and she like, I know. I know you finna propose. I know you finna propose. It's like, girl, I'm not going to propose. And then she just kept asking, so just got on my knee. Ooh, popped out that box. She like crying, mascara everywhere. It's all black stuff just falling down her face. She's like, oh, thank you. I love you. She opened up the box. That mother says, psych. Psych, you know. And now she mad. Punching me like, oh, my gosh, what are you doing? I told y'all I wasn't going to propose. I just had to get it out the way then, you know. Uh, so we ride in the limo, get to Central Park. Photographer over there, I know this girl. Like, I know her. We've been spending a lot of time together. I know how she's going to respond when I say certain stuff. So even when we get into fights now, it's my fault most of the time. But I know her. She, she feisty. She, she heated right now. So I already talked to a photographer ahead of time. Say, hey, on your cue, all you got to do is say this. 
So we walking around, we taking pictures, and here we go. Photographer say, hey, Tony. Uh, no, hey, Jenny. Hold your fiance like this. She just go off, y'all. She go off. Man, my fiance, he playing games and everything. He doggone. He, he, he got all jokes and she talking. And she getting closer to them. Man, he got games. And I'm back here and I'm on my knee. Boom, you know. And that's that picture right there, y'all, man. <laughs> Proposed two times in one day, man. <laughs> got to be a Genesis Book of Records right there. But if she would have responded, hey, Tony, I know you love me. I know you care about me. I know you will die for me. I know you do anything for me. I know that, man, I'm safe with you. But can we, like, not talk that much this next year? It's like, what kind of stuff is that? And, man, that's a lot of times I respond with God. It's like, hey, man, I know you love me. I know you care about me. I know you died for me. I know this. But I'm going to spend my next 2018, and I'm really not going to communicate to you too much. I'm not going to read my Bible. I'm not going to pray, you know. I'll be like, what you talking about? Forget that. Um, but hey, what if she were to respond? Hey, Tony, man, I know you love me. I know you would die for me. I know that you care about me. I know I can trust you. But I'm just not. I just don't know enough. I don't know if you care about my future. Like, I'm thinking about being this big time businesswoman. I'm just not sure if I make this commitment, you're going to care about my future. Like, what? Like, I love you. I'm willing to sacrifice my life for you. You don't think I care about your future? That's the same thing I do with God. It's like, man. I know you love me. I know you died for me. I know you care about me. But God, when I think about my future, man, I believe a lot of lies because I'm not sure if you care about me. It's like, man, he's saying the same thing to us, man. And that's for the Christians, but even for the, for the non-Christians. Some of y'all are here today. It's like, man, Tony, this is all cool. And Danny, you got me laughing, but this Jesus stuff is still too far away from me. You're the person that's saying, hey, man, I know, I know there's something going on. I know somebody looking out for me. I know there's no coincidence in life. Um, I know you. I know you might have died for me. I, I, it's something to this. I'm curious. But you're the person to say, hey, man, I just need more data. It's like, I, I, I just need, I need more time. I worry about that when I get older. You just got to understand, if Jenny would have said that to me, I need more time. I need more data. I need to wait till I get older. That's a no. That's a no. And she do not get the benefits of being married to me. Like, and you do not get the benefits of being married to God. Because if I was to go home today and get into an accident and die, everything in my bank account goes straight to Jenny. Yeah, my life insurance goes straight to Jenny. She inherit the benefits of my death. But those who are in this room that are not sure if you want to be married to God, you don't inherit the benefits of his death. And that's eternal life and a perfect relationship on the other side, you know. So um, just be aware of that. I'm cool with wherever you're staying, but we just need to understand you're saying no. And I would tell her, get her butt up off her knees. Well, I guess I would got my butt up off of my knee and say, give my ring back, and I got a roll, girl. So, um, but God is saying, hey, man, I love you. I died for you. I'm knocking at your heart. Um, Revelation 3 said, I'm knocking at the door of your heart, man, and I'm looking to come in and dine with you. Back in the old day, man, come letting somebody into your house is the most intimate and trusted thing you can do because that's everything. Everything exposed. They ain't got mansions back then where you, doggone, got 2,000 square feet. You literally coming in and you, you in a bedroom, living room, and bathroom. And, dude, you letting them at the core of your life. And God is saying, man, let me in. I love you, and I want you. Um, so as we think about 2018, we need to remember, man, your primary purpose, you're, you're representing God. Uh, you're supposed to rule. You're supposed to love. You're supposed to protect. Um, you're, supposed to, you're supposed to reflect this God. And there's a longing inside of you that desires for relationships. And the only way you'll be satisfied is through him. But also... You need to understand that, man, as you hide and as you run and as you try to put on this, this little 
sexy a picture of who you are. Man, Christ doggone did everything necessary for you to have a relationship with and he loved you on an intimate and personal level. Uh, so I'm going to pray and we're going to take communion. But I pray that 2018 we can look back and say, hey, I avoided a lot of traps. I avoided a lot of traps. And my relationship with God is only went to the next level. So I'm going to pray.